0: Welcome to Telling Everybody Everything. I hope you've had an incredible time, an incredible week, a nice weekend. I like to do the podcast on a Wednesday, just kind of midweek for everybody. Spice it up, spice up uh, my own schedule, because usually Monday to Wednesday, I don't get up to much. I'm on tour. I have the great privilege of touring this nation most Thursday, Friday, Saturdays sometimes Wednesdays, Sundays, but then I'm home and I don't have a social life. So I just stay in. I get to do the nighttime routine with Fred. I love that. But he's seven months. I have to pay attention to my marriage as well. I would like to get a few nights away with Violet on her own. And this week we totally broke the mold, Bobby and me. We went on two date nights in a row. Monday night, we went out. Tuesday night, we went out. Actually, Make that three date nights because Sunday night we got drunk at home by accident. It was one of those wonderful uh, impromptu house parties for just mom and dad, where we had a little bit of wine with dinner. And then it was a night where the wine was just going down really easy, you know, like, ah, yes, I'd love another wine. Wait a bit more wine. Wait a bit more wine. Um, And when I say drunk, I only mean tipsy. We'll never get like crashed down drunk, but it was enough that uh, we had a ton of fun. We watched TV after the kids went to bed, um, just laughing about stuff. I started messaging people. Um, Bobby's mom is always someone I talk to when I'm drunk. I do not know why. I'm messaging her a bunch of stuff, just having a laugh generally. And then I woke up Monday and I thought to myself, why, Catherine, why? There should be a pill that you take when you're drinking that stops you immediately from going too far I already said this to Bobby. He said there is a pill. It's called MDMA. But I'm not in a position to try MDMA. I just wish that some holistic, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow or someone should invent a type of herb that you just take it before you drink. And then you can have like two wines maximum. And then when your little tipsy head goes, let's have another. I'm having fun. That drug kicks in and just blocks it somehow. Like, I don't know, makes you throw up even. I don't care. Just stops you so that you... Never ever have to feel hungover. Monday, I felt a bit dodgy, but I persisted. We uh played with Fred, got through it, and it wasn't bad at all. Usually, if I'm hungover, I'm like borderline check myself into the hospital hangover. It's not a joke. I'm 38 years old. The young listeners will be like, What do you mean, Catherine? I mean, kids, I'm sick for four days just crying, like, Why? Why would I do this? Why would I do this to myself again? You never get drunk on purpose. I don't think anyone. Some people get drunk on purpose. Lads, lads, lads at Gatwick Airport at 6 a.m. But no one with any self-respect gets drunk on purpose unless they have a problem. And then I'm not judging anyone's addiction issues. Even they don't get that's not on purpose. Once you're an addict, it's not on purpose. Okay. so then we got through it. And Monday, I knew I needed to get my shit together because I was about to be a guest on Josh Whittacombe and Rob Beckett's podcast, Parenting Hell. I've been a guest before, but this was a live podcast at Hackney Empire. So exciting. And it's come to my attention that there are comedians and podcast hosts doing arena tours. What? An arena tour of a podcast. And I wouldn't know how to even begin to put something like that together. I mean, you know, from listening to my podcast, there is no format. I just talk about my week. I answer some emails. And I'm very, very happy that you listen. I feel that totally honored by that. But I think I'd be letting you down in a live podcast scenario in an arena. What am I going to do for 40,000 people? How, How do that many people come to watch something that they listen to with headphones? I haven't quite worked it out because I'm a boomer. But I'm very interested. And when I watched the first half of Rob and Josh's podcast before I was invited on as a guest on Monday night, Bobby and I had a great time. We went to dinner. We watched the podcast, we had some drinks, and they were great. The boys are so funny, Um, really. I mean, you just see that beautiful um, improv, like stage, audience interaction that they have honed so well as stand-ups. That just shines in the live podcast scenario. It was really funny. They read out some letters that people had sent in. Uh, They had a bunch of jokes with people in the audience. There was a little baby there, a four-week-old baby that someone in the audience had strapped to themselves. It was incredible. And then, I mean, I think the worst part of the podcast was probably when I was on. But I enjoyed watching the bit that I wasn't on. And I'm just so happy for their success I think it's great Bobby and I went to an Italian restaurant Bobby loves Italian and I chose it because it was very close to the theater it had the ambiance that I like it had the cocktails that I like it had the lighting that makes me you know it's very flattering but of course I could eat kind of nothing on the menu because I'm watching my diet I'm not on any strict diet really but I'm trying for the minute to avoid a few things for Fred's eczema as I am breastfeeding him. If you don't already know by listening to the last podcast, I believe the eczema is an autoimmune response. And even if Fred doesn't have allergies per se, or I don't have allergies, you can still have intolerances. And when your immune system's flared, like just take a few things out of the bucket. And I ordered this delicious grilled cabbage. It was so good with tahini, onions, and peppercorn. I don't know, I had some delicious ingredients and it was so creamy. And Bobby said, that's dairy. And I said, no, it's not. Tahini is this creamy alternative. That's where the creaminess is coming from. I ate it all. And then at the end, the waitress came over and I said, oh, you settled an argument. This was dairy free, right? She's like, no, no, there's cream in that. Fuck. And then I had some delicious margaritas as well. Tuesday night, we were invited out again to a big celeb dinner party i'm not saying there were royals in attendance but it was awesome and i had margaritas that night too that was last night but my takeaway from the two no three nights of partying is i was lucky to be not really officially hung over even once what is that from is it because i've been so careful with my food lately and i'm eating a lot of like fresh wholesome green ingredients I'm taking my pregnancy vitamins again because I feel like my breast milk might have been vitamin deficient. I'm taking vitamin D, I'm drinking lots of water. Maybe I have personally accidentally created this pill of my dreams to stop hangovers and stop people drinking too much. Because for some reason, like I feel great today, I feel fine and I absolutely should not. So much fun, out of the house, two nights in a row. Sorry kids, thank you to Barbara for babysitting. And uh, it won't happen again for a very long time. When you're ready to pop the
1: question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door.
0: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A newspaper on the subject of feeling well... Picked up a story about me having the autoimmune disease lupus. And I've spoken about lupus quite a lot, even on here. And you know that you can have an absolute array of symptoms. People sometimes have kidney transplant and they're on dialysis, they get chemotherapy. They're very, very sick with lupus. I have said from the start, I'm really lucky. I felt super sick in the beginning, but for whatever reason, I'm able through, I mean, my actions and my stress management, but also luck, sheer luck to manage lupus very well. I am the healthiest person with lupus that I have ever met, I always say. So this was shared on a lupus social media platform because they want to raise awareness and they're happy that someone like me is talking about lupus. Great. And most of the comments on there are really positive, but it really disturbed me, I think is the word To see that some of the comments were also, uh, no, she actually doesn't have lupus because we loopies, like they have a nickname for themselves. We loopies, like your illness doesn't need to be your identity for a start. I feel like good luck feeling better when you wholly self-identify as the disease that you have. We lupus are really sick and it's impossible for her to feel well if she has lupus. We have to take this medication every day. And she's spreading misinformation because it's not possible to be that well with lupus. Oh, someone else. But maybe she doesn't have systemic lupus. She has another kind of lupus. There's discoid lupus. That's just a rash. Oh, no. Well, she must not have this because we are sick. Full stop. That's it. We have to be sick. And it's like, all right. People are going to deal with any challenge in their own way, whatever works best for you. I think being honest about how severe your illness is, is probably really good for some people because they don't want it swept under the rug. And maybe the medical community has fobbed them off in the same way that I felt quite fobbed off for a long time, especially with something autoimmune, because they just don't have answers for it. So maybe the best thing for that person to do is to say, Look at me. I'm here. I'm sick. It's okay to say I feel really sick all the time. I have a chronic illness. But I think this is just my personal opinion. I think you have to be careful self identifying too strongly and attaching yourself with that illness if you want any hope of feeling better. And realistically, maybe you won't feel better. Because again, I got really lucky feeling better. But when someone presents you a story that says, hey, I was able to feel great by doing this, you think that you might say to yourself, oh, I'll try that because I'd like to feel better too. And maybe it is possible, or maybe I could feel a little bit better, or maybe what worked for her won't work for me, but there's light at the end of the tunnel and this disease that I have might burn itself out. And I hope I can feel that good one day instead of this fucking bitch is lying. She doesn't have lupus. You're right. I made it up to be cool. Someone else who's feeling better is my sister Joanne. You might remember that several months ago, up to a year ago, we did a podcast episode about her divorce, about divorce generally, about Bobby's divorce, maybe it helped you with your divorce, and it was called the D-spech. Oh yeah, I think, or was that about dicks? Something like this would never be tolerated on an arena tour of a live podcast. I've just gone to check. The D-spech was about dicks, but the divorce special, April 24th, was about Joanne's divorce. And I said to her at that time, you will have one shit year. Just write it off. Just be like the rest of 2021, shit, leave it in the trash, and then things will be better. And it's very difficult, I think, sometimes to see or to trust that things will be better. And I had a very good friend say to me when I was down in the dumps about a breakup many years ago, why are you holding on to this pain? If someone told you for 100% certain that you would have everything you wanted five years from now, would you be making the choices you're making today and acting the way you're acting now? And I realized at that time, no, I wouldn't. I was panicking. I didn't know how I would ever be happy again. But I, of course, was happier than ever in my wildest dreams. And Joanne is now happy as well. So if you're feeling sad, if you've just been through a breakup or if you've just lost your job or you've just lost someone you love or something terrible has happened, you will usually have maximum one absolutely shit year, depending on your circumstances, and things will be better. There's always a better you know, light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm going to ring Joanne. And find out exactly what's going on. Side note, I know that she's in a super spicy romance right now. And she doesn't really talk to me or anyone else about it. Probably because we've been so judgmental about her loser boyfriends in the past. Fucking jerks. But, but, I feel really positive about this guy. So let's see how much she's willing to tell us about him. Hello? Good day.
1: Hi, how's it going?
0: It's all right. Welcome to Telling Everybody Everything. (laughs) okay. This is how fast I do it. I text someone. I say, hello, do you have time to be a guest on my podcast? And that person either says yes, and then I call them, or they never reply. Do you know that some of my friends are doing arena tours with their podcasts? Like arena tours as though they're Britney Spears, and I didn't even realize that a podcast could be that successful, so I need to start putting some production into this. Oh, that's
1: pretty interesting.
0: Tell me about it. So- that money. (laughs) Exactly, I was just gonna say something to do with money and then I was like, be professional, Catherine." And the subject of production, on my podcast, Telling Everybody Everything, you will remember that you were a guest uh, on the divorce episode. And we spoke about your split from, what's his name, out of our lives, was never much in my life. And I said to you then, that you would have a really terrible year, and after that terrible year, everything would be better. Um, my question is, it's about a year on, and your life's better now, isn't it? Yes or no? And please tell me about that better life.
1: Yes, absolutely. So are you talking about since I separated from my son's dad?
0: What? Since you divorced your husband, right? Were you married to him?
1: Uh, yeah, we were married.
0: All right. Are you still married?
1: Well, no, I mean, but the divorce is going to be finalized um, imminently. But, Great. I mean, a full-blown divorce in Canada takes two to three years. But yeah, we're legally separated.
0: Tell me about your romantic life now, your mood, you're like, all of that. And I see you on holiday. I saw you in a Canadian hot tub in the snow wearing a toque and a bikini. It was one of the most Canadian Instagram thirsts I've ever seen. You appear to be skiing <laughs> with a love interest. Tell me as much as you want to tell me about that.
1: Um, So, yeah, it was a horrible, horrible year. My health really suffered. Um, You know, it just goes to show you how much stress can impact a person's body because my health absolutely suffered in 2019. And then 2020 happened. We all know what happened then. So, yeah, it was a really rough year and then yeah pretty much a year and a bit later I got into dating um on the Canadian dating scene met a really nice Canadian dude last year and he bought me skis and taught me how to ski um so that only lasted six months but I mean it was a really positive relationship and then then it was over and now it's over and I don't talk to him anymore but I got skis I got and I got better self-esteem like he gave me so many things like this guy kind of taught me like oh I deserve a kind gainfully employed nice looking man hmm and it really set me up like for dating um, moving forward
0: wait a minute Uh, fuck off about this guy we don't like this guy
1: but I'm gonna like move forward positively right
0: no like
1: you know we
0: you can move forward positively but you don't have to Say nice things about someone who was kind of a loser. I didn't like him.
1: He was kind of a loser. He was there. We go. The end,
0: and the way yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. things ended, it <laughs> sucked, and and it was
1: really dumb. Um, but uh, but yeah, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like mope around and be that like sad divorcee. I might as well be like, yeah, I got free skis, and uh, and he was hot, and that was fun. See you later. Excuse like, me. You, know what I mean? you
0: did not get free skis. <sighs> because your time is of value your energy is of value your sexuality you deserve more than skis so they're not free skis you actually had to put in quite a lot of work for these skis a lot of driving and a lot of hardship and where how much are skis
1: skis are like bicycles they could be like three hundred dollars or they could be two thousand dollars like i i don't know okay you have to ask an athletic type person because i don't know or care the only reason i'm on skis is because theaters are closed
0: true okay so now you ended things with this person and then how long before things started going well i was really really hurt by that breakup uh
1: it was sort of. I was half blindsided, half not, but it just, it hurt, and I was physically hurt by it, and it's funny, because I was so sad, and I called you, and I was so sad, even Violet left me a little message, being like, hey, y'all right, and I was like, oh my gosh, when the child is worried about me, Um, and, (laughs) and then it actually, about a week later, it was really weird, about a week later, I just felt better it was sort of like I cried it out mm. and it was over with and my therapist said you know what it was six months like at the end of the day that's not a long time you don't need to be in this breakup hangover for another six months you know what I mean you 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 had a quick hangover. Like like I said, I was really down and sad for a week. Um, and and there was some guilt too, because he had met my son a couple of times, like in a very casual setting. But I was still like, oh my gosh, I introduced my son to a man. and But I'm over that guilt now. That was silly of me.
0: If I may, I think some of your grief about the end of that relationship might have been because you'd been putting off grief from having to deal with a divorce. Do you know what I mean? Like if when you move on, sometimes if you don't have your shit completely sorted, you carry it into the next relationship and then you can have some like transference of feelings and you think you're crying about one thing but you're crying about all the other things.
1: I totally agree with that. And um that was at a point where my ex was still quite horrible to me and I think part of the grief of this breakup was the embarrassment I was like oh he's gonna notice eventually I'm not with this guy he's gonna love this won't he you know and so yeah you're right there there are definitely different um elements of pain going uh, coming at me from different directions I totally agree with you
0: well the reason I'm calling is not really to comb through all this shit it is to find out Mm -hmm. the goss the tea the whatever Canadian hot chocolate you're drinking on the ski trip about this uh get, like whoever you're on the ski trip with Oh the, this guy
1: uh yeah so he's again I met him in a way better place you know you say don't go shopping when you're hungry um I met him when I was okay with being divorced I was okay with being single I was okay with oh, I'll never get married again. I'm done having children. Like, I
0: was just in such a good spot when I met him, first of all. But how long after Um, that other six-month boyfriend was this?
1: It was only about a month. And I didn't really mean for it to happen that way. But like I said, my therapist was like... You don't have to hide under the covers all summer. Like, get yourself out there. And I went on a couple nice dates. And again, I was in a better place where I was okay
0: with going on a date and being like, "Oh, that was a really nice person, but I don't need to go on a second date." And I love that you're like, "Need to
1: feel guilty about
0: that?" I didn't mean to meet him. I didn't mean. I was I was innocently on my my church website. Uh, My church happens to be called (laughs) Hange. And I accidentally typed in Hinge and I made a profile accidentally and I didn't look to meet anyone. But while I I was swiping or however Hinge works, I met someone. So like in a way you maybe whether it was conscious or like subconscious, maybe you wanted to meet someone. Yeah. Oh no, I was, I was consciously like,
1: oh, like I don't, I'm going to start dating again. Um, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to sit around and do this like, uh, designated period of grief if i if i want to go out for a coffee or whatever i can go do that and and it's the pandemic too and a lot of my friends are coupled up and their parents live in town here and so their bubbles are full and so it's like whatever i can you know go hang out with whomever i choose and so yeah i didn't accidentally fall and slip and make a dating profile But
0: i love that you're like super covid safe and doing all the covid things but going on dates is fine
1: no, anytime I went on a date, it was outdoors. And then...
0: Um, With the skis. And, and yeah. So was this guy your boyfriend?
1: Yeah, he's my boyfriend. It's been seven or eight months and we really like each other. And yeah.
0: Do mom and dad know about him?
1: yeah mom met him in the summer uh, out of convenience and then i tried to give it a little bit more time with dad but i think there were some flowers delivered to my house when dad was visiting last and so the cat was sort of out of the bag then
0: and is it true that yeah. he's a doctor
1: yeah he's a doctor
0: see that used to be a thing like in films and stuff a new york mother might be like i hope my daughter marries a doctor and now in this country doctors are like lower than dirt They work all the time. This country doesn't pay them uh, fairly at all. They're treated like shit. They have to, if you call the doctor's office, the first thing it says is, we will not tolerate abuse of any kind, which just tells me that people are abusing doctors right and left so much so that they have to ask, like they have to preface every interaction with, please don't uh, spit against our spit windows that you always spit against. Is that the same in Canada? Because... The way it looks right now, I'd be, I'd be mortified if Violet married a doctor. I'd be like, oh, hell no. You're going to be poor and have a terrible life, and you're never going to see your partner.
1: He, um, we do have those signs in the clinics in Canada. Abuse will not be tolerated, so there are signs everywhere. but, but So, yeah, I think it's a thing in Canada. I think the public health system it has a lot of parallels to the NHS.
0: Do they pay Uh, doctors fairly? Is this guy rich or what? And what's his doctor situation? Is he like a specialist? Does he have a GP practice?
1: Uh, So he has a GP practice. So he is a family doctor. And then on the side, his side gig is he's the house doctor of a nursing home. So basically he has really nice hours. Uh, similar hours to me he's very nine to five like it's not like he's an emerge doctor and then um and then around dinner time or night time he gets phone calls from the nursing home just saying hey so and so is being racist again which meds should we give him (laughs) um and and it's it's pretty chill so he does have to sometimes answer the phone at 2 a.m and you know when he finishes work at the end of the day he'll pop into the nursing home and you know, visit his patients, but he doesn't do that every day either, just as per need. So he has a pretty chill, um, schedule for a doctor, I'd say. But, uh, what you did say about doctors getting paid in Canada. Um, yeah, I think they get paid really well in Canada. It is public information too. I don't know if you know this, but in Canada, you can just Google the blue book and just see what all the doctors, um, charged to the public health system.
0: Did you do that when you met him? And,
1: No, I didn't.
0: Blue Book. Are you trying to
1: look look him up? Yeah. Do you even know his name?
0: Yes, I do. And this is public information. You know
1: his Canadian name? You know his Canadian name? You don't know his... uh, My boyfriend is actually Asian, and so his real name is not the name that we call him.
0: Shit. You're happy now? Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, for sure. But like I said, too, I think... I don't think I'm happy because I met this guy. I think I'm just happy. I think like you said, time will heal, things will calm down. And yeah, I'm definitely, you know, I'm about two and a half years post first separating from my ex husband. And yeah, it's and it's not a linear Healing
0: process. Right. So I know that that's like the progressive thing to say. And you're going to be like, you know, I'm happy because I found inner happiness. But I think the listeners, what they want to know is when they go through a terrible breakup, and I say to them, you're going to have one shit year starting now, and then everything's going to be amazing. And they can't really see that an intangible future, but you're living that very tangible future. And, you know, yes, ideally they'll find happiness within themselves, but you went from physical pain crying over this six month relationship and the free skis to now you're on a ski holiday dating a doctor who earns proper money. Not like what the NHS pays doctors in your loving life. And you're very happy and it can happen for them as well.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you're, bang on about the shit year. There will be a shit year. Um, and I think people just need to just remember that it's temporary. It's so temporary. It sucks. It sucks, but it's temporary and maybe tomorrow will be better and you'll get a little break, but yeah.
0: So I was right.
1: Yeah, you were absolutely right. For sure. Do
0: you have any plans to remarry?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm still really on the brink of finalizing my divorce. And so thinking of marriage at the same time isn't, you know, really. Uh, I So I, I know that this, my boyfriend would like to be married. Like that's, he wants to get married someday. How old is he? Um, so it's not, he just turned 37.
0: Oh, fine. I can't tell.
1: So one thing that I do like about him is that he is looking for someone with their own career um so it's not like oh i'm a doctor i'm the be-all and end-all i'm the breadwinner i'm the boss like i that's one thing i really like about him because my autonomy is so important to me and um you know i i i think it's important for women to have their own money i like having my own money and uh, some people have a single income earner situation and i think that that's totally fine too but I just think I've been through enough for me personally where I'm just like, no, I need to figure it out on my own.
0: Right. Well, this is the speech that every woman gives before she fucks Drake. Do you know there was um someone I don't want to reveal who they were because I can't I can't reveal any celeb secrets. There's a big celeb who just took me off their close friends on Instagram. And I knew I was removed because I wasn't seeing any close friend stories. And that really hurt my feelings. But then I was thinking back, like, why would they remove me from that? I don't, t- I never tell any celeb secrets that are actually secrets. I love a bit of goss. As long as it's all public, I'll like weigh in. But I never said anything about what was appearing on the close stories. And I just don't get it. So I can't tell you who said this to me, but I had um, someone from the world of hip hop over at the house the other day and they told me a little gossip that may or may not be true and for legal reasons I have to make it very clear that this is alleged but apparently Drake carries hot sauce in his bag swag not for food but he I heard when this is a this is a very blue story it involves semen just as a trigger warning but when he takes a condom off after um having sexual relations with a fan he puts a little bit of tabasco in it to and then ties it and puts it in the bin or whatever to uh discourage them from like shooting it up themselves after he leaves and making themselves pregnant thereby trapping him with a baby this is what i heard it's only a rumor but wow wow
1: mean we're always telling men that they need to be involved in the contraceptive end of things and they're often not so good for drake i guess he's taking multiple steps to be accountable
0: (laughs) good for drake yeah but like if some poor woman who's just looking to retire shoots the (laughs) condom of come up herself and gets tabasco in her vag that's a bad day i don't know if you can get hang on i'm just get my producer to google can you Die from getting Tabasco in your vag. Hang on. No, you can't. Tabasco. Oh, you speak with the confidence of someone who's dating a doctor already. In well, no,
1: I just, but it's, it, the, the vagina is self-cleaning. And I mean, at worst, you would get irritation or a mild infection. I mean, if you didn't see anyone about it, I don't, I don't know. I mean, and you can die from any
0: infection if you just let it go. But I <laughs> okay, here's what they say on Dungeon Master uh, because some people like to put Tabasco in their vag and anus to hurt them on purpose. It says, um, oh the fleshy skin on parts of your vulva um, and the skin... Okay, that's like skin like most areas of your body, blah, blah, blah. Food might cause some burning, fine. But if you get it inside your vagina... Put something cool on your well-spiced genitals. An ice pack, frozen peas, a washcloth that's wet and cold. Wondering if you should just rinse off with water? It depends. Sticking your vagina under your bathtub faucet might not cause the flood of relief you'd expect. So there you go. I don't think it, oh shit. Wait, the problem is water can actually spread those hot molecules around rather than rinsing them away. This is why sometimes it feels like you can breathe fire even if you're alternating bites of vindaloo with sips of water. So don't try to rinse it away if you get Tabasco in your vagina. Pat the area with something cool and wet like a washcloth. Okay. All right. So there we go. If anyone's planning on trying to trap Drake with a baby and he does the old Tabasco and the condom trick, that's how you solve it.
1: (laughs) Well, and I don't think you would die.
0: Okay, well, at least he's not causing any serious harm if the rumor is in fact true, which I don't know if it is. All right. Do you have anything else to tell us about your relationship? Any spicy anecdotes, stories, anything that people who might hope to be in a relationship can really sink their teeth into? Any romantic stories? Why are you on this ski trip? What's been going on lately? Any sexual escapades? Are you having threesomes? No,
1: I'm not having any threesomes or anything like that. I think I'm pretty vanilla like you, Catherine.
0: <laughs> um I'm. I'm not shaming like the the threesome oh, community. But, I am. Uh, yeah, we went away. Um,
1: he got a condo at the our local ish ski hill. It's about an hour's drive. Uh, he got a really nice condo with a hot tub for the weekend. Um, because it's it was his birthday this weekend and also Lunar New Year. And he's oh yeah Taiwanese and celebrates Lunar New Year. So it was just like, just a random nice weekend.
0: All right, so my takeaway from this is that I was right as usual you have a real shit time and then it gets better I told you it would get better and it has you look really happy on your ski trip love to see you thirsting on the gram I've got to go do the rest of the podcast now thank you for being a guest once again
1: thank you I miss you guys so much
0: bye-bye oh shit Hello. hello how are you I'm well
1: how are you
0: no good we got a big problem What? I think the guy Joanne's seeing is some type of international man of mystery. Peep this. First of all, she's fucking for skis on at least two occasions that I can count. (laughs) Secondly, (laughs) she told me that he gets random phone calls at 2 a.m. And that's because he works in a nursing home and apparently old people like die in the night but I don't know. I think that's what a player would say. Oh, it's just another old lady. No, he's getting random calls at 2 a.m. Also, he has a fake name, and Joanne claims this is because he's Asian. Okay. And he's a doctor, but she says that he earns a good living, and in England, doctors are poor, really undervalued, really underfunded. So where's he getting all this money? Why does he have a fake name? Who's calling him at 2 a.m.?
1: Okay, so, you can actually look up how much money any doctor makes in Canada.
0: I know that's what Joanne said, but Joanne said I can't look that up about him because he has a fake name. What are you sweeping?
1: Oh, no, I'm cleaning the bathroom. Sorry.
0: That's okay. <laughs> 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 You're on the podcast. You can't clean the bathroom on the podcast. I'm trying to book an oh arena tour. Oh, this is the podcast. Yeah,
1: I thought you were just like telling me some tea.
0: Oh, no, this is a podcast also. Welcome to telling everybody everything. <laughs>
1: Just thought it was a good time to clean the bathroom. I don't know. I mean, a lot of depends on like the type of Asian, but a lot of people do have names. Even a lot of like clients that we have, Mm -hmm. they'll go by like Jennifer or Cindy or Katie, something in order other than their name. Alan's first name's not Alan.
0: Well, that must be bananas if you're traveling with a COVID test, because Bobby already got stopped one time for travel because his COVID test said Bobby Kutstra and his passport says Robert Kutstra.
1: Listen, no one's married. No one's living together. 2 a.m. calls are 2 a.m. calls. If you're like hiding and going into the other room and not answering it, then it's sketch. But you and I both know if you have any reason to check somebody's phone, just leave it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a big deal. And if you want to fuck for skis, fuck for skis. Like, there's no shame in that. If that's something you really like to do. Now, if you hate skiing, that's a really bad payoff. Yeah. But if you like skiing, go for it. I don't know. Skis are probably expensive. I've never looked up the price.
0: Mm, Duane said they're like a bicycle. So you can have $300 skis. You can have $2,000 skis.
1: I mean, listen, I've done it for a lot less.
0: (laughs) Me too. All right. Well, I just wanted to check anyway, in with you on that. Something to be aware of. Something to watch.
1: He has uh, good ratings. <laughs> the doctor rating on Google.
0: Oh, that's fun. I'll stock that.
1: I did look it up.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. Um, I just wanted to okay. let you know what I, what I was able to find out today. Okay. I'll, I'll finish cleaning the bathroom. You enjoy it. <laughs> okay, I love you. I love you. Bye. I'm only messing about Joanne. Of course, we really like this boyfriend. And I think it's important that you know, even if what is making you sad or despondent has nothing to do with a man, everything passes with time. In one year, I promise you will be in such a better place to where you want to be. Just like I told Joanne, I'm telling you, it happens every single time. Thank you for listening to Telling Everybody Everything. Thank you to Carrie and Joanne, my sisters, for their uh, appearances. I know everyone loves to hear them on the show. I didn't get to the emails today. We'll do a lot more emails next week. If you'd like to come see me on tour, you can find tickets to some venues uh, that are not sold out on Live Nation or Ticketmaster. Or you can buy my book, The Audacity. Don't know if you can hear my baby crying, but I can. See you soon.